With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. We spent weeks and months in India talking about the Indian Premier League, and now we're heading to Pakistan, to Karachi. I'm very pleased to welcome to the Cricket Badger Podcast, Azam Khan. Azam, how are you? I'm good, James. All good. What about you? How are you? I'm very well, thank you, mate. And uh, excited to speak to a young player. Um, always good to speak to young players about their hopes and dreams for the future. And uh, I, w- I was looking at your record. I want to get to know you today, and this, this is the first time we've met on this podcast. But I want to get to know a little bit about what makes Azam Khan tick as we go through today's podcast. But let's start with the cricket. And looking through your records, it seems that T20 um, has taken your focus in the early part of your career. I've watched a YouTube video of you smashing the ball 100 metres and uh, some ridiculous shots that you can play. But just one first-class game so far, is that something that you want to play more of? Yeah, definitely. Why not? Because uh, I think red ball cricket teaches you a lot about um, the real game, right? So how can you draft your innings? How can you finish the games, right? So I think first-class is... uh, very important for me. So I'm heading tonight to Multan for some first-class games. So um, quite excited about it. So you get the whites on and you get to play against the Red Bull then in Multan. Is that, <laughs> I mean, is that something that you, you want to really try and tackle? That, that, you know, Obviously, you've played white ball cricket now for Pakistan. Uh, is Test cricket a dream as well? Yeah, definitely. Why not? Because, uh, you know, if you're representing your country at the highest level and at the highest level of cricket, right? So I think it's the best feeling in the world. But uh, right now, I think... Uh, I have to work more hard and I have to get some runs in the first class circuit as well to get my name over there. So quite looking forward to it. And um, I just can't wait to go out there and play with the red ball as well. That's basically, it, isn't it? It's volume of runs that gets you selection and gets you international recognition, isn't it? So you've got to go basically go out there and, and churn out as many runs as you can. Yeah, definitely. Why not? Because um, 
test cricket and the first class cricket is not only about like blocking the ball or leaving the ball right it's uh like cricket is all about scoring runs for the batsman uh even if you get if you score like 200 or 170 ball that's good for you you score runs for your team right so in the end the runs matter if you see like david warner he has scored like the fastest century like uh in the in the first session of the game right it's all about scoring runs that's what i believe all about scoring runs, absolutely. I mean, you played. Looking through the teams you played for, T Twenties, I say, has been your your main sort of focus so far in your career. But you've played for the Gold Gladiators. You've played, obviously played for the Quetta Gladiators as well. But Barbados Royals is one that interests me because the Caribbean Premier League is, is is a league that I really like to watch. Yeah, a good uh, place to play cricket as well. Lovely part of the world. How did you find your time with the Barbados Royals? I think uh, it was one of the best experiences of my life because I never went to the Caribbean before. So it was my first time. Plus, um, the island over there was quite beautiful. And uh, the standard of cricket uh, is actually very good. So uh, it was quite exciting for me. And especially, uh, like, all of them were in a bubble. So we used to interact with all the legends of the game, especially in T20 cricket, right? Uh, Paul Art, Sammy, everyone. They, they, they're, like, two-time World Cup winner, right? So it was quite... Uh, you know, fascinating to talk to them and getting to know about their games. What do they do in their uh, daily life and daily routine? So it was quite fun and like it was uh, one of the best experiences of my life. That, that was going to be my follow-up question to, to ask you about, uh, I mean, you've, in your team, you had Jason Holder, Shai Hope, you had quite a lot of big names in that in that side. How, how much, uh, you've obviously answered this, how much chance did you have to actually sit down and talk to them? But what did you learn from those guys? I think um, what I learned the most was uh, that just enjoy your game because um, if you won't enjoy the game that you love the most, so it won't pay you back. So that was the one thing that I learned from them. And um, they're like the nicest people I've met, like I've ever met. They are quite big names. Were there nerves when you went across to um, to Barbados? Were you nervous about that opportunity or did you just see it as something to really get hold of and enjoy? Uh, to be honest, uh, like Daniel Vittori, he was our coach, so... Um, I was interacting with him. So at first, I thought that I'm not going to get a chance uh, in the CPL because I'm a newcomer. But uh, when I got that chance, because I was like that, I don't want to miss this opportunity and I want to avail it, right? So I scored some runs in the first game. So they got to know that, yeah, this guy can do something, right? So then I played like the whole uh, eight games. Then I got called for the Pakistani team, so I had to leave the league. Uh, but it was a nice experience. Uh, scored a couple of runs over there, smashed some bowlers out of the park, so... It was nice. It was a nice experience. My cricket career, Azam, is well below yours. Mine was just club <laughs> cricket. And um, I I hit only probably about five sixes in my entire life. Um, but I, I, I can remember every single one of those. But it's it's a good feeling hitting a six, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's actually, it's quite fascinating. Like, you know, when uh, you practice for something and it's uh, if you're delivering it on the ground, so it's the best thing ever, right? Because, you know, you've worked enough hard to be out there and perform right. And when you are performing, it means you're the best and you can do whatever you want if you have done the hard work, that's all. All, all about preparation, isn't it? I, there's yeah, a little video a little video I saw of you where somebody's put it to music and it's just basically bang, 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 sixes <laughs> flying everywhere. It must be quite nice to watch little things like that. Yeah, it's quite fascinating to watch it. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. 
hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. You're never going to get too far away from your dad, are you? Um, I mean, we, we talked. I've I've actually written a book about fathers and sons in cricket. It was before you actually started playing cricket, so I'd never yeah. actually, never actually wanted to interview you at the time because you you weren't on my radar. But I spoke to a lot of people around the world about who had had grandfathers, fathers, sons that played cricket, and yeah. the the pressures of expectation, the fact that you've got that name, and people are going to be looking at you maybe a little bit clo- more closely than some of the other people in your peer group. But also the fact that it gives you more opportunity as well because you are born into a cricket family so you're probably um, immersed in the game from a very early age there are strengths and weaknesses of being the son of somebody that's been very famous I mean just for listeners and, and watchers um, just to explain that if people don't know your, your father is um, Moen Khan played a lot of yeah. test matches for Pakistan but was captain of Pakistan so that's a big name to follow in the footsteps of isn't it yeah I think it's a big name um, especially uh, I think he's one of the legends of the Pakistani cricket team right he won the World Cup, so I think uh, that's the biggest achievement for anyone to win the Cricket World Cup. They're always going to be special in Pakistan cricket, that team, until, yeah, until, until, until because, another Pakistan uh, team takes their place. Like, whenever I talk to him, he's always like, that we won the 1992 World Cup. What have you done in your life? I was like, I'm, I've just started my career right now. So, uh, But yeah, it's nice talking to him because, you know, I get to learn a lot from him, especially about life and cricket because he had made so many comebacks for the Pakistani cricket team. So he tells me about it every day. And he just tells me one thing that it's all about the hard work. And I even know that I'm his son and I can't remove that tag from my name, right? And uh, it will always be with me. And I'm quite proud of it that... Uh, like, I'm the son of a legendary cricketer, right? But especially in Pakistan, like, most of the people, they think that uh, he has some sources in the team and he got in the team because of his dad and because of his sources. But it's not like that. It's Pakistan cricket team. It's an international cricket team. There are certain requirements, certain performances, right? That's why you're in the team, right? But uh, I'm working hard, trying to work more hard now to uh, maintain my place in the team because... Uh, you know, it's easy to play international cricket, but if you want to stay there, so you have to work uh, like every single day. You have to work really, really hard to be there and to perform. A lot of the sons that I spoke to said exactly what you just said, that um, you get a lot of comments. Um, you're only here because of your dad, effectively. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and they, they all said you have to work a little bit harder to kind of get rid of that, you know, and improve yourself. Yeah, it's all about proving yourself, proving yourself every day um, because... You know, I just said I can't remove the tag, that name. But only thing that I can do is to perform and uh, just perform. That's all. That's all I can do. <laughs> the other thing I mentioned at the start was the um, the fact that a lot of the, the, the sons said they had a head start because when they were growing up, when they were two, three, four, five, whatever age they were, there were bats lying around, there were pads lying around, there were balls lying yeah, around. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you, you basically got a bit of a, yeah, they, there's that thing, isn't there, about 10,000 hours. You're supposed to train for 10,000 hours to be world class at something. You had a head start there because you've probably been playing cricket from uh, from an infant. Yeah, like I was, uh, I was 12 when I started it professionally. I used to go for like cricket trials 
I used to go for the under 16 trials, under 19 trials. So, uh, like, I've played my cricket through steps, under 16, under 19. So, most of the people in Pakistan, they only think that I came through the PSL. But it's not like that. Like, I've played at the junior level, but they don't know about it. Mm. I don't know. They don't do their homework, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I've played uh, the junior level in Pakistan. And I even got selected for the Pakistan under 19 back in 2016. But um, on the last day, I got overage. So, couldn't get the flight yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah I played at the junior level so most of the people doesn't know about it right your uncle played um, for Pakistan as well didn't he is it Nadim your uncle so you yeah, got, you come very much from a cricket family don't you he's almost never escaped yeah. from cricket <laughs> yeah I can't <laughs> you know whenever I go at family gatherings family dinners so uh, whenever I'm sitting there's uh, my dad on the on my right side and my uncle on the left side. So we're always talking about cricket, like what's happening, what's going on. Because my dad is really into cricket because he's running a sports academy now. So we have like around 600 kids that come there to train. So he's very into cricket. And now my uncle, he's the director of the high performance. You know, it's quite good. It's a very healthy conversation. I get to learn a lot from them. And like, especially they're my inspirations. And they worked so hard to be here now. So I think... Uh, it's always nice to have a nice chat with them. Do you help out with the kids at all? Do you ever get involved with the coaching? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I need a coach for myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> you um, you came across to England, didn't you? You made your international debut in England. So was it last summer yeah. um, in the T20s towards the end of that that little tour there? Um, how did you find England? Did you enjoy that little trip? Yeah, it was amazing, especially um, because there was uh, there were spectators allowed in the ground, right? So I think. Um, it was full. Uh, we were at, what do you call it? Uh, is it Headingley, right? Headingley, just down the road from where I'm yeah. sitting now. Yeah, 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 dude, it was amazing. The crowd over there, they were like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it was fun. Uh, but when I was going inside, uh, like I could feel that pressure that international cricket is something. Like you're playing at the highest level. So it was fun. It was a great experience, but uh, never got enough chances. But... Uh, I just have to prove myself again and get back into the team and perform for Pakistan. Having had a taste of it, obviously being in that squad and, and playing a few games, it might not have gone the way you wanted it to go, but has that made you even hungrier to get there again? Yeah, definitely. Why not? Because uh, it's like you have represented at the highest level, but you haven't proved yet. So it's all about proving yourself every day, proving at the domestic level first. Then if you get called up for the Pakistani national team, then going there and play with the legends, right? And prove your worth to the world that who you are. That game you mentioned at Headingley, was that the one that Liam Livingston got 100 in and hit the ball over the stamp? Yeah, that was in Leeds when he hit it over the roof to Harris Row. I was standing at square leg and I was like, ooh, that's a huge hit. <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of cricket at that ground and I've never seen anybody hit it that far. I've seen people yeah, hit the top of the was, roof, but it actually cleared the I think the it whole... was the biggest six I've ever seen in my life, like in a live game. But the ne the very next ball, I got him run out, okay? So... <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you spoiled our fun, basically, didn't you? Because we, yeah. we, I, I, was, I was enjoying watching Liam Livingston back that day. That was a huge, yeah, huge, was, huge he was hit. Amazing. He was amazing in that series. You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. Been reading up about you before having this chat today, and um, one of the common things that comes up about you is your weight. And you, you, I think you've lost a lot of weight. I think, and you've got yourself fitter. <laughs> yeah. But does that hurt you when people mock you for that? I think uh, it does sometimes, but now I'm like that. Uh, just let it be. 
like whoever wants to talk they can talk behind my back and i'm good i'm just gonna i'm just gonna work on myself uh you know it's a slow process like it's not a it can't be a miracle right that it can happen like this so i'm working on it and uh so pcb has given me a trainer to train with him right so i'll be there in the first class again training with him yeah it's sad that uh people judge you on your body which is uh i think it's not acceptable for me but uh like it gives me the motivation to be better every day right so uh working on it and uh just trying to prove my worth that's all and i'm watching you playing as well i mean you seeing you running across the ground and stuff it's not like you're not fit you you're a fit lad <laughs> yeah i've been telling people that i can run fast but <laughs> but uh yeah it's uh it's about the daily routine how better you can get every day right if you're doing one round in a day the other day you could do like one and a half then the other day you can do two so it's about uh you know increasing your pace every day and doing more and more every day so that's going to make you a like a top class player one day that's what they've always said whenever i hear anybody talking about, about people that were genuinely great in in games whether it's football cricket whatever exactly uh, exactly the, the ones that have made it are the ones that behind the scenes do go the extra mile and, and stay half yeah. an hour longer and do all the hard exactly. work exactly yeah so exactly it's all about the extra mile the uh, the World Cup obviously starting today. The qualification stuff starting today. You were initially yes. named in the, uh, the Pakistan <laughs> squad and then displaced by Safraz Ahmed. Was that was that a bit of a killer blow for you? Were you really really looking forward to playing? I think, yeah, I think it was. Uh, it was quite sad for me, but uh, you know, uh, life goes on. Uh, I think it's not the last World Cup now, so uh, the hunger is still there, and I'm quite looking forward for the next World Cup. So I have to work enough hard to maintain my place in the team. So. Uh, but it's all about like uh looking uh looking yourself in the mirror who you really are what are you doing it's all about judging yourself first so that's what i do so uh but it was quite painful to not get into the final 15 of the world cup squad even though i was before but uh it happened at the last moment that was quite heartbreaking i was going to say cause you get named in that initial squad and you live at the excitement of that and then somebody yeah, takes quite, uh, <laughs> yeah and then yeah, somebody I takes that away I left my CPL and came back from uh from the Caribbean for the for the New Zealand series which never happened but um it was it was quite a blow for me happening it on the last day before traveling uh it was a huge blow. I get I mean Safras is a good player but I I guess they've gone yeah. for experience gone for experience there haven't they? Yeah, he has a lot of experience and I'm quite happy about him uh because you know he's been putting in the extra yard every day like he's uh like my big brother I always respected him like that and we play for the same team even when I've uh made had good partnerships in T20 cricket I think most of them are with uh Sarfraz Ahmed and uh we had like two partnerships which were like over 100 one in the PSL and one in the national T20 so it's quite nice to bat with him and especially he's a he's a big motivator very calm very good person outside the field not in the field <laughs> in the field is quite harsh <laughs> yeah. Who's been the biggest influence on your your young career so far? I mean, we've obviously mentioned your dad, but who else apart from him? I think uh the biggest influence my mom has been uh, a very big influence in my life because she has motivated me a lot to do better in my life. And uh you know, my mom and dad they never uh stopped me from doing anything, right? They were like if you want to do, if you want to play cricket, you should play cricket and but be the best out of it. Don't be like, yeah, I just want to play for fun. No, it's not fun. If you want to make your life out of it, then put in the extra yard. Yeah, that's really it. good advice. I mean, as I mentioned in the book, I spoke to a lot of people, and they all said the the dad said, 
about their sons. I didn't want to get too involved. I wanted to step back and let them find their own way. But I'd you know, always be there to encourage them if that's what they wanted to do. And if it wasn't going to be cricket, if it was going to be something else, the advice would be whatever you just said, you know, just yeah. put your heart and soul into whatever you choose to do. Exactly. Because, you know, when I went to the school, right, so my principal was like, either you play cricket or you study. I was like, thank you for giving me an option so I can choose between both. So <laughs> I had a chat with my dad. I was like, I want to play cricket. I don't want to study anymore. So he was like, okay, if you want to play cricket, then play with your heart. Like, don't play it for fun. So you're going to ruin your life. But uh, I think that was the best advice from my dad. So it's working now and I'm at a good place now. I imagine, uh, as I say, you're a lot higher standard than I ever was but when when you if you if you're putting in the work and you're getting the performances and you're scoring runs and that's when the fun comes isn't it exactly that's the point uh when you're in form I think you're the best out of everyone and uh I always believe that uh whenever I go in inside the ground right to bat even or to field to put uh to keep the wickets so I always uh believe that I'm the best that's when you start performing right if you believe that you're the best you can take the team out of the situation where the team is stuck. That tells you that how mentally tough you are. So yeah. uh, whenever I go in, I just believe that I'm the best and uh, it works for me. High expectations isn't a bad thing, is it? It's not a bad thing at all. What's been the best moment? If you could, uh, I mean, you've only 23, so you've not you've got many moments ahead of you, but what's your best <laughs> moment so far in your career? I think uh, the best moment uh, was that... Uh, uh, I remember uh, when uh, there were like two or three moments, but the best out of it was when I was receiving my T20 cap from Sir Faraz Ahmed because uh, we were uh, having a chat before the game that uh, that Sir Faraz Bay, I want my cap from you. I want my T20 debut cap from you. But he was like, no, 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 I'm not going to give it to you. There are many senior players. I was like, bro, you are my captain. I've played under you and I want my T20 cap from you. I won't take it from anyone else. So I asked Barbara Azam that uh, I want my T20 cap from Sir Bay. So he was like, it's completely fine. You can get it from him. But I think that was the best moment after now. I was quite emotional. I was quite emotional after getting it. Truly missing my dad, that he must be really proud of me now, that I've, I've represented Pakistan. But it's not all about representing. It's all about uh, just being there, play for it. What did, what did Safra say to you? Did he do a little speech when he handed it across? <laughs> yeah, he was like, uh, that you're starting a a new career now to playing for Pakistan and I wish you the best and you play for Pakistan for a longer time. Was there a poster boy on the wall of your of your bedroom when you were younger? Was there a hero in uh, the Pakistan <laughs> world cricket? Uh, you know, uh, I never had pictures in my room, but I have a whole basement in my, uh, in my house. So my dad has all the World Cup pictures over there, like the 92 World Cup, 99 World Cup. So that gave me, uh, gave me uh, a lot of inspiration. To, uh, to prove myself every day and just be out there and play for Pakistan. So it, it's still there and uh, I always go there because I have my whole music set up in the basement, right? So I go there and watch the pictures every day. So it's it's fun. I mentioned on WhatsApp that I was going to get you to play the guitar on this on this, uh, on this chat. Are you, are you, are you going to play me a song? I can, but I don't know any English songs. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Play a Pakistan I, song. It's fine. I, I can't sing. Literally, <laughs> I'm I'm too bad at it. <laughs> Give us a little bit of a burst on the guitar to see, because somebody's told me you're very, very good at it. I, I, I can play the guitar for you. Go for can it. I get it? It's, yeah, yeah. it's here. Yeah. Go for it. 
Caleb and I sent the badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Here it is. <laughs> what's, what song are you going to play me? I won't sing though, but I, I can play the chords for you. <laughs> what, what's, what, what's the music? Have you heard Get Lucky by Daft Punk? Yes. Okay. I, I, I nearly burst into song then, but that'd have been even worse than you trying to do it. So uh, <laughs> best we don't sing. But that, that, I'll tell you what, you can play, can't you? You can play. How long have you been yeah, doing? Yeah, I, I play the rhythm. I can't play the solos, but I'm quite good at rhythm. So, yeah. How, how long have you been playing the guitar for? It's been a year now. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. What else do you do then, Nizam, to kind of away from cricket? I mean, obviously the guitar is one thing. We've established that now. But what, what else do you like doing? Uh, I love to go for hiking and fishing. Like fishing my, if somebody called me any day, any time that we're going for fishing, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it teaches you patience. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I've never done fishing because it seems to me that you just sat there watching water go by. But have you got any pictures of you holding your arms out with a massive fish in between? or have you- Yeah, I have some. Uh, I'll send it to you. So recently I went for a fishing trip with my friend. So we caught around 150 kgs of fish. Yeah, there were quite a lot. Wow. Wow, yeah. yeah. Did you do that in the Caribbean at all? Or were you not allowed to do that with the bubble? Uh, we weren't allowed to go out, right, because of the bubble and the COVID situation. We were in the hotel, but there was a nice beach. Yeah. I wish I could go out there for fishing, but they didn't let us out. <laughs> oh, then maybe next time. Next time you're out there, you can do that. Because Definitely, yeah. yeah it's, it's quite um, quite famous, I think, for taking fishing trips out there. I'm going to um, put you in charge of world cricket for the day. You're going to be in charge of the ICC or whatever else. <laughs> what would you do first? What's your first job there? What is, is there a rule you'd change? Is there anything you'd make different with the game? I think uh, the rule I would change, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Quite happy with how things are, are you? I think, yeah. I would imagine a lot of, I mean, I know a lot of Pakistani fans um, are a little bit angry with England at the moment because they didn't come over for that that trip. <laughs> is that is that something? You, yeah, because I, I agree with them. I think England should have come to Pakistan. I think I don't think I don't see a reason why they didn't. It's only four days for goodness sake. It's not it's not exactly a long time. Uh, were, were you disappointed that series didn't go ahead? I think uh, I was a bit disappointed, uh, James. Yeah, we were quite uh, you know sad about it that. Even New Zealand, they they called off the tour on the last day. So we were quite sad about it. Like I was literally leaving for the airport uh, to join the biosecure bubble in Lahore. But uh, got to know that they aren't playing anymore. So we stayed back home. We called our, uh, you know, the provincial coaches, that uh, the state coaches, that show we joined the team. So they're like, yeah, you should join the team in like two days so you can play the National D20 Cup. So then we joined our... Uh, the provincial teams so it was fun because the domestic uh, cricket in Pakistan I think it's getting better now better paid now so uh, you know it gives you the motivation to do better every day so I think it was good and uh, but we were quite sad about uh, the tour being called off 
of England and New Zealand. But uh, let's see what happens in the future. Obviously, you can't change anything now. But I get you know if those things if that. New Zealand and England, those matches have been played, and you'd scored a load of runs. You'd be at the World Cup now, wouldn't you? That it was a, it was yeah, opportunity to. Why not? Why not? Because um, uh, playing at your home, knowing all the conditions, right? So it would have been a, a very good series for some of the players if they perform over there. So they could go to the World Cup because my form wasn't that great in the National T20 Cup. So I was quite heartbroken when I got to know that I'm not selected for the team, right? So, but you know, life goes on. There's a better tomorrow. If something happens with you, I think it's for your own betterment or maybe something bigger is written in the future, right? So that's pa- what I believe in. Obviously disappointed you're not going to be there, but how do you rate Pakistan's chances over the next few weeks? I think uh, we can qualify for at least for the semifinals because we know the conditions in the UAE, right? Because we've been playing the home series for the past 10 years in the UAE. So I think the players, my, uh, I'm sure they have a lot of experience in the UAE too. Uh, because even... Uh, even if you see the recent cricket in the UAE, uh, 140, 150, it's like defendable. Mm. It's not you have to score big runs in UAE. Yeah. Even in the PSL, if you see the PSL, like one, 150 was the par score and you can defend it. But I think it was the final where uh, they scored the most runs of the tournament, Multan, and they won the final, right? But I think UAE, it's quite tough for the batsman because it turns, it swings at night. So let's see. But I think Pakistan uh, has a big chance to qualify for the same fans. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I like a lot of the Pakistan players at the moment. And uh, you probably make a case for about six of the teams at that T20 World Cup for you know, a chance of winning the thing. And Pakistan is certainly one of those teams, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah so definitely. But let's see what happens. Um, I'm going to going to ask you a strange question now, but I'm going to basically give you the opportunity to jump inside another cricketer's body. You can be them for the day. You can have their skills for the day. You can enjoy them as them for 24 hours. Who would you pick? Who is who is somebody around the world at the moment that you'd like to actually experience what it's like to be them for 24 hours? I think it'll be Andre Russell. Okay, good choice. He's muscular. He's like... The way he hits the ball, I think he's the most powerful striker in the world right now. Like, literally. Like, when I compare the sixes between Chris Gale and Andre Russell, I think, like, Chris Gale times the ball, and Andre Russell, he hits it with power. Like, pure power. I think he's one of the nicest guys. I've met him a couple of times. Uh, he was with the Quetta. He was here for a short stint with the Quetta team. If I want to be a cricketer for one day, like any other cricketer, so I'd be Andre Russell. You'd just have to choose a day with um, Dre Russ where his knees were actually fit, wouldn't you? Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately for him, he's uh, he's been a bit on and off the field, hasn't he, over the last few years. But he's an ama- amazing yeah. player. Amazing player. Yeah, he is. One of the best players in T20 cricket. Best all-rounder. Absolutely. When he, when he gets going, there is no bowling yeah, for somebody like you him. You can't stop him. Even yeah. if you bowl him outside off on a Yorker line, he will hit it for six. He'll hit it for six yeah, over like points. Pure power. Yeah. yeah, he can easily hit you. 46 over point. He has so much power, he can. Yeah, big bat, big muscles. Yeah, very. Yeah. I, I I wonder what it's like to be a bowler when he's in full flow and you're running into bowl at him. There's no escape, is there? Uh, yeah, if he's quick, then there's no escape. Even if he hits you on the body, you have to take it, right? <laughs> you can't you can't run away. <laughs> you said at the start, um, earlier on that you kind of gave up the academic world for cricket. You concentrated on cricket and you were going to make it good. Your dad's been spurring you on to do that. If you could have been famous or successful in any other walk of life and not cricket what would you have chosen i would have been a i think uh an army guy or a pilot because i'm very into airplanes okay yeah 
because uh, when I was a kid, I used to ask my mom to get me an airplane every day. The remote control one where you can fly it, right? <laughs> so oh, it was I, fun. I thought after the guitar stuff that you were going to say you wanted to be a rock star. That's not that you'd be there. <laughs> ah, no way. I can't be a rock star. <laughs> I don't have a good voice. Well, you could be the lead guitarist. You don't have to necessarily say <laughs> I um, wish I could do the lead guitar, but I'm really into rhythm. If you could meet anybody, living or dead, and you could just have an hour with them to have a chat and, and see what it's, see what they're about, who, who would you pick? I think that's a nice question, but uh, I'll say David Beckham. Okay. Yeah, he's like, I think, one of the biggest celebrities in the world, right? I don't know if you've ever seen the documentary where he went into the rainforests in South America on motorbikes, I think, going around the rainforests, and he went into okay. this really, really remote little village. Nobody was there. They sat down for a coffee and everybody came out and everybody knew who he was because he's famous <laughs> everywhere he goes. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's famous. Plus, he's good looking. He's a model material. So, yeah, everyone loves him. I can't imagine what it's like to be like that. Um, <laughs> the, uh, there's going to be a movie about your life, as am the movie. This is yeah. maybe going to be in 10 years time when you've really scored <laughs> loads of international runs. But who's, who's going to play you in that movie? I think, um, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, even if it was like after 20 years, maybe my son could do it <laughs> if oh, he wants to be an actor. <laughs> that's yeah, that gets him a, gets him his first movie role. That's not a bad shout. What's the last time you can remember feeling really nervous? Are you a nervous kind of individual? Do you get let things get to you, or do you just take things in your stride? I think the most nervous I was when I was uh, playing against England in the first G20. So I was sitting in the bench uh, and I was like, oh my God, I have to go inside. There are like 50,000 people watching me. <laughs> so I was quite nervous. I never played like in such a huge crowd before. I played in Karachi, but you know, it's a different feeling because I've already played here at the National Stadium plus um, the crowd. But I think at Headingley, there were more. There were more people over there because it was full. It was packed. So I was quite nervous over there. And it, feel, it feels quite tight. I know that ground. It feels quite tight, doesn't it? It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it does. It's a good ground, that. It's a good ground. Yeah, um, I'm going to give you a time machine, Azam. There's a time machine. I've just delivered it outside. You can take it anywhere you want to go. You can go backwards in time to experience something in history, or you could go forwards in time to see what the future holds. Where are you going to take it? I think I'm going to go five years back in time, but I should have the same brain right now that I'm having. <laughs> so I can work even hard and be more fit to play cricket. <laughs> I tell you what, you're you're 23. I'm a lot older than yeah. that. Um, you will have that thought, I imagine, many times in your life. Because I'll tell you what, if I if I could go back and talk to me when I'm 21, I would do so many different things. Yeah, I know, but uh, the only thing I love is cricket right now. So <laughs> I think I will be the best version, right? Yeah, that's a good aim. If you could live anywhere in the world, obviously you're in Karachi at the moment, aren't you? If you could live anywhere else, I mean, I'm going to let you keep your house where you are, but you can have a second house somewhere else. Where are you going to put it? LA. Los Angeles, California. <laughs> driving around with the roof down. Yeah, driving around with, with a convertible and just roaming around. That's all. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would you change? Um, I might be a lefty. Okay. Right. Yeah, because they look so elegant when they play, right? I oh, know it's not fair, is it? I mean, they, they yeah. do look different, don't they? For some reason, they, they look, look different. different. They look quite different because they look more elegant. Even when I see tennis, squash, badminton, they look more elegant. I don't know why. Have you seen this? There was somebody on Twitter that was putting out some um, reverse images of right-handers yeah. and left-handers. <laughs> yeah, I saw and that. They, and yeah. they looked different, didn't they? They looked different yeah, they straight look away. Different. I saw Chris Gale batting righty. Yeah. 
Yeah, he looked really bad. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you tried to turn yourself around to see what you look like left-handed? Never, never done it. But I'm gonna try. I guess I have some features in the phone, so I can do it right. That's that's you. That's your homework yeah. for the rest of the day. What will you be doing in ten years' time? Let's let's put the clock forward for ten years. What would you have hoped to? Where would you hope to be by then? I think I'll be playing for Pakistan. I'll be 33. <laughs> You'll be one of the one Quite of the experienced young, right? guys. Yeah, be... I'll be like one of the most experienced guys in the team. Then does that include Test cricket, ODIs, T20 international? Yeah, every yeah. every every format. Well, I, I, I wish you every success with that. I hope I hope all your dreams come true, Azam. Thank um, you. Thank you. If you'd been interviewing yourself today. What would you, what would you have asked yourself if you'd been me talking to you? Is there anything that I've not asked that you'd have asked yourself? <laughs> I think there are a lot of questions. <laughs> what if I was interviewing myself? Then I could have asked some private questions to myself, right? <laughs> and nobody, but, nobody would nobody would ever hear the answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But I think um, I would ask that uh, that what's your daily routine? What do you do? In the whole day, what's your routine like? How many hours do you train? That's how it is. Answer it then. What, what is your daily routine, Azam? And is it the same every day? It's quite simple. I go to the gym when I wake up. Then I go for my cricket practice. I train over there. I run some rounds. Uh, and then I go back to the gym again for my second session. So it's like six hours of training without break. That's how it is. And do you do that seven days a week? Or is that, do you give yourself it's, a uh, Five days a week. So which days do you have off in the week? only two days off saturday and sunday that's all okay. but now i'm um i'm gonna have one day off every week so i think six days are more than enough for training and you can have one day off and, and on your day off is that the fishing is that the guitar playing is that when that yeah exactly um all the all the unproductive things that i do are on sunday just like music <laughs> and fishing <laughs> I'm going to ask ask you one question from my side of things now because I mean I, I'm a I'm a, I am a cricket badger I'm, I'm obsessed with the game I love watching Babra Zamba yeah I think he's glorious to watch I think he's got he so is. much time he's he's absolutely magnificent to watch what's he like as a guy I think he's a he's a very determined guy uh, determined with himself he wants to be the uh, the best uh, in the world especially in all of the formats right so I think uh, he's a he can be the one of the biggest legends of Pakistan cricket. That's what I believe. And um, he's a wonderful guy, wonderful captain. I've learned quite a lot from him, especially whenever he comes to bat, right? The way he plays, I think uh, it's pure class because the number I bat at, uh, I go in, is number five or number six, right? Yeah. Babar Azam teaches you that you can score runs by playing ground shots. You can play a cover drive. You can play an on drive. You can play a flick, score runs, right? Uh, even if you uh, see his, uh, like the... Bigger innings, right, when he scores 70s, 80s, he doesn't hit too many sixes. He hits like one or two sixes, right, and he scores all of the runs from the ground shots. So I think um, there's a lot of practice behind him. I think he's, he's, he's the best right now. What you just said, though, is quite interesting because I think a lot of people just see T20 as hitting sixes. Yeah. But you score runs wherever the fielders are not, don't you? Exactly. You can hit, the, you know, hit it in the gaps, you score runs. Exactly. That's the point, yeah, because... Um, but playing in that gap takes a lot of practice, right? To be perfect, to play in that gap. Yeah. So I think he has worked enough hard to be there, right? And playing at the world stage and representing Pakistan at the top. And I think he's the best version of himself right now. Now, I think that there's there's a few standout batsmen. I'm obviously, I'm biased. Joe Root, I think, is exceptional in test cricket at the moment. You've got Virat Kohli. You've got a few others. But I think Babra Zam, I really enjoy watching Babra Zam bat. And looking forward to watching him over the next few weeks in the T20 World Cup as well. Yeah. One final question, Azam, before I let you go. To enjoy the rest of your day off, one of your days <laughs> off. 
when you go into the Pakistan setup at the moment, it's got the greats of recent pastors, coaches. You've got uh, Waka Yunus has been then in there. You've got um, Yunus Khan in there. Yeah. Plenty of um, former players who I would imagine have been your heroes in, in, in recent times. I think uh, my hero was Yunus Khan because mm. the way he used to bat, um, he was so mentally tough. I think, uh, you know, we were playing the 2018 season with the Duke ball in Pakistan. And it was moving around. I remember when he was playing in uh, 2016 when he scored a double hundred. I think it was at Edge Bastion. You're probably right. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't so he scored, down, he, scored, he scored a double hundred. And playing with the Duke's ball, swinging around, scoring a double hundred, it tells you that the hard work behind all those runs, right? So, so I think he was one of the biggest inspirations in my life. Like the best test cricketer of Pakistan, scoring 10,000 runs is a big deal. I was working at Yorkshire. He came across to play for Yorkshire for a, for a season yeah, or two. Uh, and he scored a beautiful double century, I think, at, uh, at Scarborough. But my my main memory from him was that he's just a lovely fella. Really big smile, really friendly. Yeah, he's always smiling, like such a positive guy. Always smiling, even in the domestic structure. Uh, I've seen him bat, scoring double hundreds. He never used to get tired from his batting. Like, he was like that. If I've scored 100, how I'm going to turn uh, convert it into a 150 or a 200? Yeah. Hungry for the big score. Hungry for the big score, right? Hungry for the records. Azam, it has been, honestly, a joy to meet you today. It's the first time we've chatted and uh, I really enjoyed talking to you today. Um, thank you for your time on, on your day off and uh, thank, thank you for James. your time no on worries. the uh, Cricket Badger podcast. Good to speak to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.